God bless you, everyone. <laughs> oh, my. God is good. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> After uh, hearing Dr. Primeyer, you know, that, that is very meaningful for, for me, that, uh, that he approached me and come here to, uh, to preach today. Uh, it is uh, wonderful to hear that um, someone that you highly appreciate and, and you admire, um, that uh, he's a master uh, uh, in preaching. It's terrifying <laughs> to be here. But I'm humbly grateful, humbly grateful for this honor. But um, for today, I'm going to preach about that moment of God. Amen? Amen. And um. Because, uh, you know, God knows how to cast an impression on us, you know. He knows how to do things great for us. And um, uh, this, is, this is what I prepare for you to start. It is not just a moment that God has provided to live his reality in your life. It's more than that, okay? So I don't know what do you, how do you define a moment, but I was working to define a moment, okay? So I define a moment is as an event in the lapse of time that occupies space and affects my senses and my heart and my mind and has the potential of being remembered because it probably provoked an impact in myself and other peoples and in everything around it, okay? So there are many kind of moments. There are good moments, but there are bad moments. I don't know if you have, you know, you have had more bad than good moments. But the thing is that, that there's an experience there, okay? Um, you, can, you can see people posting the moments on Facebook, wait until graduation. <laughs> but I want to speak about this one moment, the moment of the transfiguration of Jesus. How meaningful was that moment? Considering the lack of faith of the disciples that we were hearing right now, uh, Jesus, he shows uh, three disciples, James, John, and Peter. Okay? Uh, James and John, you know that they were, uh, they were called the sons of thunders. And uh, it seems that they wanted to uh, have a high position in Jesus' kingdom, spoiled by their mother, but they adopted a complex of superior, superiority among others. Peter, you know Peter. Peter, the one who confessed Jesus as the Christ, the son of the almighty God. Tremendous, right? Oh, my. But later, what happened to him? The one who, after listening to Jesus talking about the death and the resurrection, he wanted to stop Jesus and discourage the work of God, the, the work of the plan of God. And Jesus called him Satan. Ooh. The disciples showed all kind of red flags in their lives. Pride, legalism, sexism, racism, uh, negativism, doubt, and all those things which impede many times the growth in holiness and connection in the community of faith. But there they were in a high place where Jesus led them. There, 
they were, Jesus took them there. How important it is to be connected with God and get spiritual ability to overcome those red flags in our lives. It's tremendous. 2014. In 2014, I understand that God brought me from the Pentecostal denomination to the UMC. That's a long story. I won't tell you today. <laughs> but I want to tell you something, okay? God was leading me to enter in a new dimension of his work. But my expectations to continue as a minister and study in the theological seminary were very low because I came from Puerto Rico. And I could not speak English <laughs> well. I began to complain because people tried to encourage me, and I was thinking that I could not do it. I was like Moses, you know, uh, um, uh, complaining all the time with that negativism. No, I cannot do it. I cannot do it. But one day, there's something one day, right? One day, you know what happened? We invited a resource from the GBHEM, okay? That's um, General Board of Education and Ministry from the United uh, Methodist Church. And um, that, that person came and he was speaking to the church and when they, he finished, my husband invited him to eat. He was talking to my husband and suddenly he looked at me. And um, when he turned his face to me, like directly from God, he said these words. He said, and you, what are you waiting for? Oh, my. I said, but, and he said, because the Lord has called you, has opened an opportunity for you to study and be prepared. When he said that to me, I was like, in shock. So many people told that to me before, but that time was the moment of God. <laughs> that time was different from before. It was from uh, like, like something coming from the high places. God was talking to me directly in that moment. And I'm here after four years <laughs> uh, speaking English, not perfect, <laughs> but I'm here speaking in English. Uh, but the meaning of God's calling affected me to follow him to the mountain. I do not know about you, but I know that the calling implies to believe and to listen to Jesus. Hmm. Many times we adopt red flags which slow down what God wants to do with us. We complain and give excuses, but there is still a calling to keep believing and receiving his grace. This is not for us. It is for his glory. God's moment is meaningful because it's God's work. It's the work through God's grace in Christ through the Holy Spirit offered, offered to us freely. Hmm. When you think that you're not capable to do it, God proves you wrong. Because he is who is going to do it and have his moment to be glorified. Praise God for that. How many of you can praise God? Amen. Yes. Tiredness coldness, sleepiness in the mountain. Be aware that God is about to show you something when you feel all those things. Don't miss what God wants to do with you. This is an awakening moment. 
But while you follow to the mountain, in the, in the mountain, in the midst of the coldness, you might feel all those symptoms. But the thing is to be aware that God is. That God is to show you something from him when you are there. Well, Jesus led the disciples to the high mountain for this reason. And they fell asleep. Hmm. This is something natural, you know. Like when you return to class after lunch and you have to awake, to be awake to listen to the professor. I don't know what professor, but you have to listen to him all those hours there. And you know what? Um, you know what? You need a little bit of the Cuban coffee that Otto serves. <laughs> right? Woohoo! <laughs> this is the thing that something woke those disciples up. The light wakes you up jesus showed his glory like it was manifested before israel in the tabernacle with moses maybe they rubbed their eyes and asked each other pinch me to see if this is real not but it was true a time to wake up before the momentum when jesus manifested himself as the lord here's the emphasis an appearance of two characters identified as who? Moses and Elijah brought light to the disciples. And Luke mentions it in chapter 9, verse 31, that they were speaking about God's work to be fulfilled through Jesus' death. Hmm. This is what the sayings of the law and the prophets sent by God himself was about. They were talking about God's pivotal moment for humanity, Jesus. Will you repeat that name with me? Jesus. Oh, stronger. Jesus. Again. Jesus. Amen. Oh, my, I felt it here. He's the one who deserves the glory. Nothing else. Not ministry, not preachers, not our works, but Jesus. I remember a time when uh, even working in ministry, I got very sick because of a thyroid disorder that speeded up all the metabolism of my body and affected the heart rate, my nervous system, my weight, the body temperature, breathing, other functions. It was terrible. Every night I was committing my life to God, thinking that it was my last day. I was trying to sleep, but every time that I closed my eyes, I felt that I was Falling and falling. It was terrible, that, those symptoms. The pain of my joints was so acute. And uh, one day I felt so tired of those symptoms that I scrolled down from my bed. In the middle of the night and when I could stand up crying and holding from the walls, I began to walk slowly and pray. And I said, Lord, I know that you are good. Oh, my. I said, Lord, here I am. My life is in your hands. I praise to you anyhow, even in this pain. But I trust you that you're going to lift me up. I began to rebuke all negative thoughts in my mind, to rebuke the devil. Hmm. I was crying, but suddenly... I began to smile because I sensed that Jesus was in the room. 
And I said, Lord, I trust you. I trust you, Lord Jesus. After that day, you know what happened? I began to improve. I began to heal. I felt better. Almost all the symptoms were gone. The only thing that I had is I could not raise my arm. I had to go to the rheumatologist. And when I went there, he put uh, an injection on my arm, steroids. And when he put that injection, I lift my arm to praise the living God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Today, many do not believe anymore in the manifestations of God. How can we limit the extent of what God can do at any time? We preach of an invisible God in the person of the Father. How many say amen? An incarnational God in the person of Jesus. In the work of God in the person of the Holy Spirit. How many of you have been have been seeing God working in your life. Mm. It's time to wake up and leave your faith to God's reality. He's the reason because you and I are here, here today, you know. Um, uh, studying in the seminary is not an easy thing, you know. But God has given you that opportunity. Glory to God. Woo. It reminds me Dr. Tuttle when he said, you need to have a moment with God. Tremendous. Peter got astonished. But he recognized the honor of being in there and be a witness because it's an honor to have Jesus and all the saints in community with us. Hmm. That was a wake-up moment to lift up our faith and tell us that even in the darkest night, in the coldest mount, God is present to lift you up. Have you had those wake-up moments? Hmm. Don't underestimate the work of God. See and hear and use your spiritual senses to perceive the effect that he's causing in you. The revealing moment affects you and your surroundings. He creates more moments to glorify him. The transfiguration represents a momentary glimpse in time of eternity, eternal reality. That's from NIV. A revelation that brings to us the anticipation of the greatest event of our time. The passion of the cross. The resurrection of the Christ. The, the pouring of the Holy Spirit over the church in Pentecost. And here with us. And later we will see a glorious end of all things at the end of time. This was the time in which this Three disciples witnessed the confirmation from God himself from shining, a shining cloud, hearing the voice of God, affirming the identity of Jesus Christ as the son. Like when Jesus was baptized and showing the sense of the uniting work of the triune God, working to fulfill the graceful plan. The brightness dissipating the dark is an image of Jesus' revelation to you illuminate the world. Because God so loved us that he provided the light. Hmm. 
The light is for you to have his image in Jesus. And you can have a new idea in him to reflect his image, which I, which, you know, will create more divine moments for others in this world. When the disciples heard the voice of God, they fell down to the ground. Because even when God gives us these moments, our crowns must be put before his feet and at the feet of the cross. At the beginning of this year, I had a strong sense of the presence of God. I perceived that something was leading me to do the Daniel fast. Hmm, I didn't know what is that. I still don't know that much. But I sensed the Holy Spirit telling me to separate the, the day before the 10th in, of January. This is the day to begin. Well, I did it for 21 days. During that time, I had one divine moment after another. Have you experienced that? Mm, okay. Sometimes when you're studying, you feel tiredness. You feel that your mind cannot work well, that you cannot speak and preach like before. That you're reading so much and so many books that you cannot think well. And the assignments drain you. Hmm. I was like that. You know that? I, I could not preach before. I could not speak well before because uh, it trains you, really trains you. But while fasting, everything began to change. I was more sensible to the word of God. And during good and bad things that happen, I sense God anyhow. Because here is when we perceive the difference between our moments and the moments of God. When Elijah's, the Elijahs are giving up, when the Esthers are hiding, when the Jeremiahs want to be silent, when those things happen, then the moments of God, of God arrives. Because more important than any moment, more important, you know, is the source of those moments. You can have many moments in your life, but you cannot depend on those moments. Don't overlook the source. I went to a restaurant the other day, and I asked, I asked the waitress, will you join me to give grace? She acceded, and I asked her, is there something you want me to ask the Lord for you? She began to cry. That was a sacred momentum. It was not me. It was the source of the moment. He created a sacred moment at that time. We're living a reality of brokenness in the world. But there's a greater reality which has been given to us to share the reality of the source of any moment is present. Would you join God into his vision and mission for others to share God as the great source of the divine moments? In conclusion, it is not just a moment that God has provided. To live his reality of your life, it is more than that. It is the showing, light, illuminating for us of the demonstration of love, 
through God's plan has been fulfilled in the kenosis, giving of life of the Son, Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So don't overlook the source of the divine moment or take credit for it. Are you aware that those moments you have with family, with friends, with neighbors are sacred moments? Are you able to glorify God during every moment that you have as a minister? Most wonderful moments have shown during and after prayer. Would you have this time with me in prayer? Let's stand up. Father, we are here having this moment in which you have led us to see you as the author of the greatest moments in history. Help us to keep believing so we can share your purpose and will as we trust in you as minister of the moment of your word. In Christ Jesus, we pray. And everybody say, this is the word of the Lord for the ministers and the children of God. God bless you all. Thank you.